appreciate it. We're actually, that, that brochure is a few years old. I've been married for 38 years now. I have to clarify that if I want to sleep in my bed next week. <laughs> uh, but thank you for the opportunity, Dr. Evans and uh, uh, Dr. Gardner, for the opportunity of uh, speaking in chapel. I have to confess, uh, I love this part of the, the country. I'm loving to, uh, my job takes me all over Canada. And so I was here in Nova Scotia last year. I visited a few places, but driving up here was just beautiful. I'm glad the snow is on the sides of a road and not on the road, but um, <laughs> uh, beautiful, beautiful place to, to be. Thank you for the opportunity. I, I used to teach seminary in Buenos Aires, Argentina, and so coming to a seminary, and uh, I always love to be among students um, and uh, enjoy the, the opportunity to share the Word of God and our Word. Let me just say a few things. Um, being a believer in Jesus, a Jewish believer in Jesus, it's a, it's, it's a great thing. My father was the first Jew in our family to become a follower of the Lord. And uh, he started at a Baptist seminary there in Buenos Aires. So uh, we have Jewish and Baptist blood, and they get along fine. It's, uh, uh, you know, we, we can, they live together, and that's good. So we grew up in this uh, Jewish and, and Baptist home celebrating both, uh, all the feasts of both sides, so we have a great, great time. Uh, just, uh, just, uh, just an idea of, of what we're doing, uh, share a little bit about Chosen People Ministries, and you have, you have the brochure, you can le- read a little more about it. Uh, but we exist to pray for, evangelize, disciple, and serve Jewish people everywhere, and to help fellow believers do the same. So uh, I, I always... Look forward to an opportunity of sharing with uh, students of the Word of God and future leaders or actual leaders now in the future so that uh, part of the reason we're talking about uh, uh, why we should pray for Israel today uh, is because we believe God hasn't forgotten His people yet and He still has a plan. And so we're going to look into a few things. And we've been in Canada. Uh, Chosen People Ministries has been around for 120 years plus, founded in uh, New York City by our Rabbi, our Orthodox Rabbi, Leopold Cohen, who became a believer by reading the scripture, the New Testament. And so he founded this ministry, changed organization, changed names a few times. Uh, in Canada, we've been now for 75 years. First missionaries that came uh, to work among Jewish people in Canada uh, came in the 1940s. So uh, I'm excited and privileged to follow in these steps. Um, I never thought I was going to be in Canada. I, I lived in Michigan eight years, and then we moved to Georgia, and I thought I was going to retire there in nice southern warm weather. And uh, one time the uh, president of Chosen People Ministries, Dr. Mitch Glazer, came to Georgia and took me out for a cup of coffee. And, you know, when they take you out for coffee, there's something going on. And, uh, and so we were talking about this and that and the other, and he says, you know, we're looking for a director in Canada. And I honestly said... I honestly said this. I said, well, you know, if I know somebody, I'll, I'll tell you. And I, I recommend it. I said, no, we're looking for you. And so be careful when somebody invites you for a cup of coffee. Because, uh, so we're, we're having a great time. We've been here almost five years uh, sharing the word of God with Jews and Gentiles alike, but mostly with Jewish people. Uh, Chosen People has ministry in uh, Toronto, uh, Hamilton, um, Winnipeg, Vancouver. We used to have ministry in Montreal, which is also a strong Jewish community, uh, but we lost our missionary there, so we're looking for somebody to help us in that area. So uh, we're excited. God is doing great things, um, and uh, if you want to look, find out more about what we do, go to our website, read some of the things. Uh, we have 
a staff of people that are Jews and, un- and non-Jews. You don't have to be Jewish to serve with Chosen People Ministries. Uh, so if some of you are uh, feel called to reach the lost sheep of Israel for Jesus, let us know, and we'll be happy to work with you. Uh, just a few things uh, before I, we go to the Word of God, because I know the time is, is short and you have uh, papers to go back to finish. But um, uh, on your on your in your brochure, you have a little, uh, little thing to keep in your Bible, so it's very handy. A little brochure that has Israel's holy days. So it's a quick reference. It doesn't give you all the details, but a quick reference about the, the Feast of Israel to keep in your Bible. To, if somebody asks you when does Shavuot happen or where does Habikurim happen, you, you have an idea where to find it and, and what it's about. Uh, the other thing that you have there is also a, an outline of today's sermon. I when I was a student, I liked to get as many sermons as I could. So today you have uh, the outline. If you forget anything I said, at least you have an outline there. Why we should pray for Israel. And on the back side is some ideas of how you can pray for, for Israel's salvation. Um, the other thing I want to call your attention to is, you know, I not only, mainly, mostly when I was a student, I like to get free stuff. And so if you want to get free stuff, in the brochure, this part right here you can tear off. Fill, your, fill this side out with your information, and uh, we'll send you our magazine, The Chosen People, every month for free. You don't have to give a cent. You just have to you know, fill that out, leave it with me, leave it on the, on the table outside. And every month you get a magazine. This month, of course, the last month was about Passover, and every month we talk about the different feasts. We talk about what God is doing in the Middle East, in Israel and our ministry around the world. So if you feel that, I would love to have you uh, as our prayer partner and, uh, and get that free magazine. And the one final thing, um, Dr. Evans mentioned that uh, we do conferences. Uh, if you want to go with him to a conference in October, we're doing it in Toronto. We call it the People, the Land, the Future of Israel, October 2nd and 3rd, Friday and Saturday. We're going to have a great lineup of speakers, Dr. Uh, uh, Dr. Evans will be there, Michael Rydelnik will be there, David Epstein will be there, Joel Rosenberg, who you might have heard, and uh, some others. So we love for you to have. We have a special thing going on for students. And uh, if you go to our website, there's a special website to register. But students pretty much, if you can get there, uh, we pretty much let you go for free. So uh, we want you to be there if you can. October 2nd and 3rd in Toronto. Uh, and on the table, there's some free stuff. And if it has a price, it's for sale. So um, we have several things that are interesting. And this book came out from the conference Dr. Evans mentioned a couple of years ago, The People of the Land and the Future of Israel. And he's one of the contributors there. Tremendous insight about what God is doing and what we believe he will be doing with Israel. So there's other stuff on the feasts. We're in the middle of Passover right now. That's what brings me to Nova Scotia. I'll be preaching every day, even tonight, on different churches around Nova Scotia. And in uh, most of them, I'll be doing Passover presentations, how Jesus the Messiah fulfills those, um, those symbols of Passover. So uh, I appreciate your prayers on that. So feel free to go to the table. Cash, credit, we take everything. Anyway. So, what are we going to speak in, uh, today about? Today we're going to be talking about why we should pray for Israel, and I try to get you out of here uh, at 12.30. Uh, I, I appreciate being in Canada. Uh, I don't get into politics. I do like one thing about Mr. Harper, and that is he's a very strong supporter of Israel. 
And why pray for Israel? Uh, we're not covering everything today. There's a lot of things we could talk about. And uh, having the professors that you have here, I'm sure uh, they can tell you much more than I can. But, but uh, interesting that God created mankind, the Bible tells us. But uh, the Bible also tells us that he had a special plan and a special place for the people of Israel. In Deuteronomy 32 uh, and other places, is that he, he, he chose Israel for a reason, for a purpose, for a plan. Uh, in fact... Uh, why did he choose them? And, and God gives the answer in Scripture. He didn't choose them because they were more numerous than anybody or they were better than anybody. It's just because out of God's love. That's what it says in Deuteronomy. Just because I loved you, I chose you. And uh, in fact, if you ask most of us Jewish people, especially non-believers, you ask white people why God chose you, they, they, they would rather not be chosen because it brought them a lot of trouble throughout history. And so he says, why did you choose us? That's always a question. Why us? Why did you choose somebody else? Uh, but God had a plan and a purpose. He called him the apple of, of my eye, the pupil of, the, of my eye, God says in Psalm 17.8 and Zechariah 2 eight. So we'll look at a few answers of why uh, we should pray for Israel and the Jewish people. I think the first one is because God ordained it in Scripture. Psalm 122.6, one of my favorite psalms, uh, verse 6 is pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for the shalom. Of Jerusalem, uh, and uh, I think we should pray uh, uh, because he, he said it, you know. Um, and I know I'm talking to uh, a seminary, but uh, uh, you know, I believe strongly that uh, some things in Scripture are very clear, and when God says something to do, we need to do it. Don't argue, don't think about it, just do it, like Nike says, just do it. And th some things are clear, like, like this one. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And we need to pray to the God of the Bible, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We need to pray uh, for the peace, for the shalom. As you know, shalom in Scripture is wholeness, completeness, fullness. The, the, to, to look for the best of people. That's what God desires. Not just external peace, but also an internal peace, a spiritual peace, real lasting peace. And when we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, uh, we're praying for the place that is sort of the center of human history. You, you want to know what's going on in the world, you don't want to go on what happened in the past, what's going to happen in the future, you usually look at the Middle East. And when we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, we're not just praying for the Jewish people, we're praying for everybody that lives there, Jews and Gentiles alike. Uh, a few months back when, uh, you know, every year there's some issue going on, a few months back in the summer when uh, Israel was having the war with Hamas, uh, uh, we put out in our website, you know, pray for the peace of Jerusalem on 122.6. And we encourage people every day at 1.22 p.m. or if you are a night owl, 1.22 a.m. But remember to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for everyone that's there, not just the Jewish people. So we should pray because God said in his scripture, we should pray because God will bless those who pray for Israel. Now, it's not my idea. It's God's idea. I think he blesses those individuals, churches, families. It says in the second part of 122.6, uh, Psalm 122.6, they shall prosper that love, they used to say in the King James. May those who love you prosper. Uh, he will bless those who, who bless Israel. Genesis 12.3 is, is a promise to Abraham and then repeated to, in Genesis 27.29 to Jacob. I will bless those who bless you. And he will bless all the nations through uh, the people of Israel, as you know. And, uh, of course, this is talking more about the future coming of Messiah, 
when he said he will bless all the nations through the people of Israel, of the descendants of Abraham. But I also believe that he blesses. He blesses people. He blesses your life. He blesses countries and families and churches. Now, I don't preach a prosperity gospel, but I do believe that God bestows on those that pray for Israel, spiritual, physical, emotional, uh, and even sometimes even financial, but not necessarily. But he will bless those who bless Israel. He keeps his word, and I, I believe we should do it because of our third reason to pray for Israel is because through Israel, God gave us scriptures and covenants and promises, and Christ himself came through Israel. Uh, uh, when I talk about the scripture and, uh, and Dr. Evans and his studies and his archaeological studies there in, in Israel can tell you more about this, but, but the, when, I, when I discover and I, I see the care that, the, that God took so that his word would arrive to us as it has uh, through the people of Israel. Uh, I know if you've been in a synagogue, but if you go to an Orthodox synagogue, when the person who is in charge of reading or designated to read the scripture that day, whether the Torah or the half Torah, uh, uh, he stands and they open the, the scroll there and, uh, and uh, he has two or three rabbis standing by him. And, and, and when he reads, when the person is reading, they make sure that he's reading with the right pronunciation and the right intonation and the right, the right emphasis. And if, if he doesn't, he has to go back and read it again because they're looking over his shoulder. There is a respect for the Word of God. There is a, there is a, a care for the Word of God. Uh, when I was, in a, I was in an Orthodox synagogue in, in New Orleans uh, a few years back, and, uh, you know, Orthodox synagogues are, uh, to be honest, pretty boring. It's four hours of uh, mostly in Hebrew, okay? And pretty much everything is read, everything is, you know, from the, from the prayer book and everything is followed so it is monotonous and most people don't know what they're saying they're just repeating and reading and reading but all of a sudden uh, when they get to the word of God they open the, they open the, uh, the, the, the ark where they have the scrolls and, uh, and they bring them out and they're precious scrolls they go from anywhere from $5,000 to $500,000 because they're handwritten and all depends who, who, who copied them and so forth and so they bring it out and somebody is designated to carry it around the congregation. And all of a sudden the congregation that's been just repeating and boring comes alive and they start shouting and praising the Lord. Because the word of God is among us. And they, and they, they don't kiss it. You know, some people think, oh, they are kissing the word of God. Actually, they touch it and bring it to the lips saying, may the word of God be on my mouth. There is, there is a special thing. So we are thankful that God took care of Scripture through His people. Uh, Romans chapter 9, uh, verses, the first few verses, uh, the, the Apostle Paul, or Rabbi Shaul, as we call him, he says, uh, I have this in, in verse 2, I have this intense sorrow, continual language in my heart, for I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from the Messiah for the benefit of my brothers, my countrymen, by physical descent. They are the Israelites, and to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the temple service, the promises. The forefathers are theirs, and from them, by physical descent, came the Messiah, who is God over all, blessed forever. Man, so we have all these things that came through us. And, and the Bible, as you know, is a, is a record of God's plan of redemption to mankind. And if you want to understand how God deals with mankind, you just look to, to the Jewish people. I always say, you know, 
We study the Old Testament. We look at the stubborn Jews, how they, you know, they obeyed God, and then they, when things were well, then they kind of did it on their own. They forgot about God, and, and then God had to come and punish them, and then have to repent, and then they repented, and then good times come, and then uh, the, the thing over and over again. And we say, both these stubborn Jews, they never learned the lesson. And then you and I look in the mirror. <laughs> and I says, boy, it looks a lot like me, doesn't it? Looks a lot like me. So we have all these things that we learn from the, the history of, of God. You look at us, and of course, Jesus himself, your salvation and mine, came through the Jewish man called Jesus. In fact, I like to say sometimes when I'm among Gentiles, if it weren't for the Jewish people, we probably wouldn't be here. Because the first Jewish believers thought that it was just for them. And then when the Gentiles began to believe, they said, whoa, what's going on here? And now it's the other way around, right? There's more Gentiles believing in Jesus than Jews. I always tell the story my brother, my older brother, who's also in Chosen People Ministries, he likes to joke a lot. And he, he was in Australia one time and uh, finished the service, and this old, beautiful Australian old little lady believer never met a Jewish believer. So she came out and shook his hand and said, Wow, a Jewish believer in Jesus. And my brother, who likes to joke, looks at her, shakes her hand and says, Wow. A Gentile believer in Jesus. <laughs> and just, What's wrong with that? It was nothing, but at the beginning it was the other way around. You were the weird ones. Anyway, so we, we, we believe in Jesus because we, we pray for Israel because of all the things that came through them. We pray for Israel because Jesus prayed for Israel. Now, just so that we're clear, Jesus was a Jew. I was I was getting on the air, I was in the airport yesterday having before I flew over here sitting at Tim Hortons we started a conversation with this man and I, I gave him my card I said well if you ever come to he was just stopping through Toronto so if you ever come to Toronto you know here's my card if you ever need help look I said huh what is this chosen people ministry so I started telling him I said well we're Jews that believe in Jesus and we should and he says I didn't know there were Jews that believe in Jesus I said did you know that Jesus was a Jew did you know that the disciple of the Jews did you know that the book of the Bible was written by Jews probably except Luke even though some say Luke might have been Jewish too but anyway so we have a few things Jesus prayed huh? he said uh, "How I, Jerusalem, Jerusalem how I'd love to, uh, to, to, to gather you and like a hen gathers his chicks and you didn't want to and, uh, and so he prayed for Jerusalem he wanted to bring him back to the Father, uh, he he, and, and and praise the Lord. This is happening in our days, by the way. Uh, Jewish people are coming to faith in Jesus. I was just in Israel a couple of weeks ago. We did a letter tour there, and uh, we were at our office, and our missionary there, Michael Zinn, was telling us uh, about 30, 40 years ago when he when he went there, uh, there were about 500 Jewish believers that we knew of. Nowadays, they count them about 25,000, and it's hard to know because a lot of people keep it secret, but God is doing his work. Now, the sad news is that about 70% of the Jewish population of the world is agnostic, secular, and some of them even atheists. They don't want to have anything to do with God or anything. Only 30% consider themselves religious, so we have a, a, a long way to go, and that's part of the reason why I took this position and took this call, because we, Jesus prayed for Israel, we want to pray for Israel. A few more things, why? Because we pray for Israel, because Apostle Paul prayed for Israel. Uh, he, he said he grieved and suffered, as we read in Romans 1 and 9, 1, because of the unbelieving Messiah. He desired and prayed for the salvation. In Romans 10, 1, brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God concerning them 
is for their salvation. He, he, he wanted them to be saved. And by the way, um, I don't know what you've heard, but Jews are saved the same way as anybody else, through faith in Jesus the Messiah. There's only one way. When Jesus was talking to Jewish people there in John 14, 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He was talking to Jewish people. He's still the same way for us. So uh, there is no other way but that. Why do we pray for Israel? Because Israel individually and as a nation needs to be saved. Uh, in uh, Romans 11, 25, and 26, when you know, chapters 9, 10, and 11 of Romans, the great chapters of, uh, of the relationship between Israel and the church and the Lord and how we fit together and how God, they fit in God's plan. I hope you study them thoroughly. We have a book that talks about that if you're interested. But uh, when you get to 11, 26, 5, and 25, and 26, that says that after uh, the Gentiles have heard and, and received, then all Israel will be saved. And we believe that to be happening even today, uh, that uh, God is in the salvation business, and he hasn't forgotten his people because God's love for Israel is an everlasting love. I never see in the scripture where God denied the love to Israel. In fact, every, every time I discover new things, I'm reading through the Bible again, and I discover in Judges 2.1 where it talks about, I will never break my covenant with you the Lord says to the people of Israel. So, uh, peace can come to the Middle East. Uh, people say, how did it come? It comes when, when Jews and Gentiles, Arab, Palestinians, and anyone else accepts the Lord Jesus as their Lord and Messiah. I've been there. Maybe some of you have. have excuse me. That uh, I've been to a congregation in, in Jerusalem where Arabs and Jewish believers worship the Lord together. I was in a, I was in a church in, uh, in New Orleans, Louisiana, when I was a missionary in the area, and uh, I was working with different ethnic groups, and uh, uh, I had to visit all the congregations, and I visited this Arabic congregation in New Orleans. And I, I just told them I was a missionary. I just wanted to stop by. So Sunday afternoon, about 50, 60 Arabs are together speaking Arabic. I didn't understand a word. I just nodded everything out. And then the pastor introduced me. So I go to the front. And the first thing I say is, I say, I'm so glad you are all believers in Jesus. They look at me. I said, because if you weren't believers in Jesus, I wouldn't be standing here. They look at me even more surprised. And then I said, because I'm Jewish and you're Arabs. And they all stood, came to the front, hugged me and said, we're brothers in the Lord. We're brothers in the Lord. Only Jesus can do that. There can be peace, but he has to reign. So they need to be saved. Israel needs to be saved just like everyone else. Let me move on as we uh, have two more points. One is, why do we pray? Because... As you and your church fulfill your mission, you must not forget the Jews and Israel. So, well, uh, Jorge, there's no Jewish people around here. How should I uh, remember the Jewish people? Well, you can pray for them. As you, as you go do your ministry, uh, pray for Jewish people. You, you'd be surprised sometimes where you find them. Uh, you know, uh, you're called to a specific group, but don't forget the Jewish people. Jesus was sent first to the lost sheep of Israel. If you remember in Matthew 15, when the Canaanite woman came, he said, I'm sent only first to the lost sheep of Israel. Then he sent the disciples first to the lost sheep of Israel. Remember in Matthew 10, 6, when he sends them out, he says, don't go to the Samaritans. Don't go, just go to the lost sheep of Israel first. And then the first church was born in Jerusalem. I like to call it the first Baptist church of Jerusalem. Then in Acts 1, 2. And, uh, and they were all Jews. And, uh, and then Paul 
His strategy was what? Go, it's called the, the, the apostle to the Gentiles, but everywhere he went, he went first to the synagogue. Sometimes he found believers, sometimes they would kick him out. But he always kept on going first to the Jewish people. Paul taught us to go first in Romans 1.16. I am not ashamed of the gospel, which is the power of God unto salvation for all those who believe. To the Jew first, and also to the Gentiles. So we need to bring more Jewish people into God's kingdom and into our congregations. You will be blessed by that. And finally... We need to pray for Israel because as you pray for the salvation of Israel, you are going to be part of God's end time plan. Now, I'm not one that has all the dates figured out. Maybe you have some here that are, but I don't have it all figured out. But I do know that there are some things that are happening and will happen in a certain order. The Bible says that, that uh, there is a progression of events. And, and uh, the Bible says in Matthew 24, 14, that when, when everyone has heard the word, uh, the gospel has had an opportunity, then the end will come. But before that, it says when all Gentiles... Romans 11, 25, 26, when all Gentiles have heard, then Israel will be saved. And then uh, there will be a time where we hear the sound of the shofar, huh? and uh, the, the sound of the trumpet announcing the coming of Messiah. Uh, this is a fulfillment of Zechariah 14, 4, when it says he put his feet on Mount of Olives and, and, and the things that will happen there. So all believers on, and Gentiles and Jewish believers of all times We'll be spending eternity with the Lord and, and uh, having a great time. We say in Hebrew, Baruch Hashem Adonai Eloheinu. Blessed be the name of the Lord our God. I love that song we sang. Come Lord Jesus. That's our desire. We just, we just celebrated the, the resurrection. And I hope that you keep celebrating every day of your life. Not just on Easter Sunday. Because he's coming again with the sound of trumpet. And we want to be part. So as you pray, as you share the gospel with Jewish people, you are being part of that God's plan for the end's time. So you want to be part of God's plan. You want to be part of prophecy being fulfilled. Help us reach Jewish people for Jesus. The best plan that I have that we found is Romans 11.11. 11. Cause them to be jealous. It's the only time in scripture that jealousy is allowed. And it's a good thing. It says cause them to be jealous. Live in such a way that you make Jews and Gentiles jealous of your faith. Jealous of who you have in your life. So help us to reach them. So as we leave this place, I pray that uh, you're encouraged uh, to pray for Jerusalem, to pray for the salvation of Jewish people and all other peoples also. But don't forget the Jewish people because God hasn't. That's what we hear. And if we can help you in any way, please see us, talk to us. And uh, may God bless you as you continue to study your service, your professor's teaching here. You're doing a wonderful job. And uh, again, do not forget the Jewish people because God hasn't. Let me pray with you. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that you love each one of us, no matter our background. But yet you still call us to love your Israel and the Jewish people. Love them enough to share the gospel with them. Father, as we reach all nations with your gospel, may we not forget the people that brought us scriptures and prophecies and and your son, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah. It is in his name we pray.